green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures for Monday, July 11th. Galatians, page 5, first half. Today's scripture reading is from Galatians chapter 5, verses 1-15 through 15 from the New Living Translation, which reads, So Christ has truly set us free. Now, make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you are counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be of no benefit to you. I'll say it again. If you're trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation and the whole law of Moses. For if you're trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. But we who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised to us. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. You are running the race so well. Who has held you back from following the truth? It certainly isn't God, for he is the one who called you to freedom. This false teaching is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough. I'm trusting the Lord to keep you from believing false teachings. God will judge that person, whoever he is, who's been confusing you. Dear brothers and sisters, if I were still preaching that you must be circumcised, as some say I do, why am I still being persecuted? If I were no longer preaching salvation through the cross of Christ, no one would be offended. I just wish that those troublemakers who want to mutilate you by circumcision would mutilate themselves. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you're always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. This is God's word. So there's your first read through the first half of this fifth page of Paul's letter to the Galatians. We're actually making some progress here. We're on page five. So take it in now again in its entirety by giving a listen to Mike's amplified version and see what you see. So this just in, Christ has liberated you into complete, total, bona fide freedom. Anchor yourself here in this freedom. There's no going back. No more chains clasped to those wrists. No more yoke of slavery clamped around that neck. Eyes to me. Paul, read my lips. 
Whatever addition you think religiously lopping off your foreskin might be, in reality, it's only one big subtraction of Christ from the equation of your life, period. Do I need to say it again? Okay, here I am, hand raised as if in court, clearly reading this into the record. Every man religiously lopping off his foreskin in a desperate effort to belong only makes an initial down payment on a religious loan that will never be paid off. You're buying into an entire religious system with ongoing requirements that will never be satisfied. Buying into this religious system with its promise of squaring you with God renders your relationship with Christ null and void. You're not just severing a human foreskin, but divine favor from which you are now free-falling without a parachute. As you plummet downward, the rest of us continue to soar upward, borne by the divine wind with our final destination of being fully squared with God through deep-seated trust clearly on the horizon. You see, with a Messiah, Jesus, in the picture, the presence or absence of a foreskin means absolutely nothing. There's only one bottom line now, one thing that matters. Deep-seated trust, profoundly energized by self-offering love. You are off to such a promising start in this race. Who's cut in and distracted you like a siren voice seducing you away from the path of truth? You can be sure there's nothing divine or benign about that luring voice, more like a toxic infection spreading through your entire system. Deep down, with the Lord's intuition, I know you won't draw any other conclusion than this. Still, the one causing this momentary upheaval among you will pay for it dearly, whoever he may be. My kith and kin, as to the suggestion that I'm advocating foreskin removal on the sly, if that were so, why am I being hounded and harassed wherever I go? Enter circumcision, exit scandal, the cross reduced to a harmless ornament that won't trip up anyone. Oh, these disruptors of your peace. I could almost wish their obsessive zeal for cutting would go beyond mere circumcision to full castration of themselves. Then let's see what they have to boast about. You, my kith and kin, have been called to the high ground of freedom. Don't surrender an inch of it nor use it as a springboard for your own self-focused pursuits. But rather, in self-offering love, serve one another like devoted slaves. All of Torah, with all of its commands and rules and instructions and institutions, comes down to one word. Love your neighbor as an extension of yourself. But. If you give in to your tribal instincts of defending your turf by biting and viciously devouring each other, watch out, or you'll obliterate each other, leaving nothing but a greasy spot. This is God's word. And now pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. What do you hear and see in this text? What key words and themes are emerging? What questions are being stirred in you? What question would you ask Paul if you could? 
What initial takeaway is forming in your mind? How might God be nudging you through your initial encounter with this text? Lord, soften me, gentle me, focus me, ground me to receive, to feel, to see, to wrestle with whatever comes as a gift through this text and the grace to praise you in and through it. Through your spirit, with, upon, and in us. Amen.